This is Pound in Victory. Well, welcome. I'm glad you're here tonight. Yeah. Joining us. So we're going to get into a couple of scriptures tonight and uh, then explain them. That's all right with everyone. Yeah. So I want to start out with a scripture in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Okay. Chapter 15. And we're going to read just a couple of verses there, verses 57 and 58. It's a long chapter. It is. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Now, just do the 57 first. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we've named this podcast... Crown and Victory. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason is that when we get born again, everything that God did in Christ, he wants to do in us. Mm-hmm. So the victory was won, won through him, through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then everything that he accomplished, he hands over to us. Yep. That victory has been given to us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people fight for the victory trying to get to a place of victory when they're supposed to be in victory working for him Mm -hmm. because it's already been accomplished. So that's why we say crowned in victory. And we want to look at a couple more scriptures tonight and then we'll do some explanation. And I hope that people will grasp this and start to live in it. Mm-hmm. Now, for everybody that's tuning in with us tonight, I want you to go to First John, mm-hmm. chapter five, and we're going to read verses three and four. Okay. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Even our faith, that's what overcomes the world. Mm -hmm. Now, we're in this world, but we're not of it. When we're born again of the Spirit of the living God, we're we're ambassadors for Christ in this world. We have a home that's waiting for us that's not made by man. God's created a place for us, and we're passing through here right now. So, as we're on this journey, (coughs) we have to... uh, we have to acknowledge the fact that everything that we have in Christ is uh, brought through the Word. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in this uh, this particular passage right here that we just read, it says that our victory is in our faith that overcomes the world. Mm-hmm. Now, I had mentioned this before, and I have to repeat it because it's important that everybody grasp this thought, that faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word. We really don't have faith in God until we have the word established in us because that's, we, we serve a, a, an invisible God right now. There's coming a day we will see him. But while we're here on this earth, everything is operated through faith. So when we get as much word as we can to be able to say that we're an overcomer, mm-hmm. 
So we want that established right tonight. We, we, we want to help people get to that place where you, you look at God through the Word of God, you establish a, a trust and a faith in Him by the scriptures you read and you have instilled in you. We're, we're like a, a piece of machinery, if you want to look at it that way. And we, we, everything we put into it is what we get back out. Mm-hmm. All right? So with this scripture in mind, that we overcome the world by our faith, that's where our victory is in, in, uh, in the overcoming. So now with that, we're going to do one more scripture here before we uh, start elaborating on that. And that's going to be in Mark. Mm -hmm. The 16th chapter, verses 14 through 18. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if drink, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Some people's Bibles may have cut out at a certain point there. They may have. That's why we stick strictly to the King James. Yeah. Because people have taken things out of the Bible. They rewrote them, and they they did it, uh, I guess, to appease people. I don't know why they did sure. it. I'm not sure, yeah. But um, that's why I strictly want people li- reading the King James. Mm-hmm. And uh, you will get the same information we do. All right? Yep. Now, the classic Amplified would be another one mm-hmm. that you could read. And that's the the title of that Bible is exactly what it does. It amplifies a scripture. It doesn't take away from the meaning, doesn't add to it. It just amplifies it so you can understand it a mm-hmm. little clearer. So those are the only two I encourage people to get. Now with It provides the, like in text definitions. So if it says a word, then immediately in text in brackets it will tell you the definition of that word. Yes. In context. Yes. So it's very, very, uh, very helpful to, to a lot of people. Yeah. Now, the reason I had those scriptures read is because the whole podcast is named Crowned in Victory. Yeah. And <clears throat> our victory is not in our life we live in this world. Mm-mm. It's it's in Christ in us, all right? Now, I'm going to give a testimony, and I may have done it before, but I want to do it again because uh, um when I first got saved, I gave my life to Christ. It was a <clears throat> it was a long experience because I I did the uh, exact same thing it talks about in the Bible in the Book of Acts. I was tarrying at the altar for a long time. Mm-hmm. I believe that it was a purging time, a cleansing time, and making sure that there was nothing left of me, so that Christ could come into me and take over. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to take on the mind of Christ, the way he thought, the way he did things. And now shortly after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was called on by God to do something. 
and I use this testimony because I'm trying to emphasize the need for faith. Mm-hmm. And, and anything we can accomplish with our five senses, and we can handle with the five senses, that's not faith. That's us working. Mm-hmm. And when we work in the Holy Spirit and we step out outside of ourselves in the instinct of God in the inside of us. So when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, now when I talk about this, I'm, I might repeat it, but it, it's one of the most uh, identifying things that I had happened to me when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit with Christ. Mm-hmm. And I try to encourage people through this testimony. So this man lost his job. He got fired. Mm-hmm. Hands down, lots of documented theft. Theft of time, theft of materials, you know. And they had several pages uh, of a legal pad documented. Pictures of, of the thefts and all, all types of things like that. Mm-hmm. So here the man got fired. And for three days and three nights, now I'm, I'm a brand new Christian. I'm mm-hmm. probably a month old in the Lord. <clears throat> Baptized in the Holy Spirit. Three days and three nights, I'm not sleeping. I'm, I'm, it's on my mind nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I finally said to the Lord, you know, I, I said, what do you want me to do? You know, and he said, pray his job back. Yep. And when, it, when that was said to me, immediately my mind started to question, you know, well, how did I do that? What about, and I got about that far and God just stopped me in my tracks because mm-hmm. I was going to say, what about his guilt? Right. And he said, that's between him and I. I'll deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then I said, what basis <laughs> you know, am I praying his job back? And he cut me off again, and he said, his family, his wife and his children. Which, again, is, and I think we said this last time, but I think it's so funny that like we as humans want rationale from God. God can do whatever. Like, he literally created everything. And we're like, on the basis of what? <laughs> I always just find that to be really funny. Yes, and and the other thing is that God said in His Word that, <coughs> and there there again comes mm-hmm. faith. You know, right? All things are possible to him that believeth. Mm-hmm. All things doesn't marginalize them. Right. All things are possible to him that believeth. So here I am, a believer now, and God's dealing with me, telling me to do this, and I have to step out and make that move. I have to believe God that this is going to work. Mm-hmm. So there was four of us involved in the prayer. I invited the man himself to come, and he stuttered and stammered and told me he was too busy. And I Did said, he ever say anything to you like after? No. Nothing? No. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, you know, there's a story in the Bible that kind of equates to those type of things. And I can, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be given testimonies later about other people with the same circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, that they didn't give thanks. They sure. didn't come back and they didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I've got other testimonies of people I'll hear later on uh, showing just how often that happens. Mm-hmm. All right. But with this situation, um, four of us sat down and prayed. We literally... Um, because God said, remind me of my word. Yeah. 
And that's what we did. We opened up the Bible to words of God where he said, if, you know, two or three gather together my name, I'm in the midst of them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, I'll give it to you. We opened Scripture to those type of promises from God. Mm-hmm. And we all held our Bibles right up to him and said, this is what you said. No, this is what we're standing on. Yeah. Okay, so we, then we took those Scriptures, held them up to God. We prayed that the job would be reinstated. Now, this is when it gets interesting. The other three were very faithful people. They're believers. They're, their faith and trust was in it. The only difference between those three and myself, I had to walk it out in front of people. Yeah, it's easier to believe for somebody else when you're like minorly or basically not impacted at all. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, I had to go to work. And when I went to work, the very first day I was there after praying this job to be reinstated, um, I was driving truck at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I went in and a dispatcher handed me a clipboard with deliveries on it, and he said, here, you take this. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, and I hand it back to him, and I say, here. And he'd grab a hold of it, and I'd say, let Carl take that. And he'd say, <laughs> he doesn't work here. And yeah, they probably thought you were nuts or just being a jerk. Either one. It, yeah. it didn't matter, you know, because they, they did they did definitely believe something was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I would hand it back to them. I'd say, here, you know, let him take it, you know. And we'd go back and forth. And then finally they'd say, just take the thing and go. And I would. But every day it was the same work, same thing. You know, I'd come in. They'd give me a load. I'd give it back, say, let him take it, you know, and we'd go back right. and forth. Yep. So I'm, I'm trying to make a point to people, you know, you know they're going to have to accept this, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the turmoil that started taking place was really mind-boggling to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, when they let a, an, an experienced person go, that knows the the uh, trademarks of everybody, you know, all the customers you're serving. They know how, what they want, wh- when to do things. So when they lose somebody like that, that impacts a lot of people. Right. So as that goes on, um, there was one of the major buyers that uh, really got angry. And he threatened to leave and never buy there again if they didn't get experienced help and keep his crews moving. Mm-hmm. There's things like that taking place. Then um, the management itself, when they, the, um, there was a guy working his way in to take over management, so they, he was an assistant manager at the time, mm-hmm. and the main manager was gone. While he was gone, the assistant manager hired somebody. Uh, to take that man's place. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't work out too good because the day the man started, they all met in the doorway, the manager, the assistant manager, and the guy that he hired. Mm-hmm. And they got into a really bad argument, the two managers. And the manager, the main manager, he told him, he says, I do the hiring, I do the firing. Nobody takes my place, you know. And it was loud, and it, and people even outdoors could hear it. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. And Can you imagine the, being the new employee? <laughs> well, he stood there while this was all going on, and then the guy turned around, and he told him, he said, I'm sorry, he made a mistake. You really don't have a job right here. And he sent him out. That's wild. Yeah. And uh, there, was, there was all kinds of confusion going on like that. Mm-hmm. Now, my faith was on the line, so I had to walk this out and make sure that everybody understood it. So I'd walk into a break room and sit down, and I would look around immediately. Now, everything I did was deliberate. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd walk in, sit down, look around, and I'd say, where's Carl? Right. And people would look at me like, <laughs> everybody knows. You know? mm-hmm. And then they'd turn their heads the other way and, you know, try to ignore me. In hindsight, do you feel like those things that were happening were all aligning because it was like God preparing the hearts of those people to just accept when he did get his job back? Like it was, it was almost like everything aligned to make it more difficult for them. If he w- didn't have his job, right, yeah, and and, and you know the, the, that's why I could not back off on my faith at right. all. I had to stand my ground on it, and you know when I would talk like that, you know it got so that people really started to distance themselves from me. Right. There was one time I walked, I went over to pick up a load of materials at a, another place in town mm-hmm. that. Uh, we, they held merchandise that we didn't keep, so we'd have to get from them. And I went over there, and I, I jumped out of the truck, and three guys came around me. Mm-hmm. And the one right face-to-face with me, he said, hey, we heard about Carl. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said that he got fired. And I stepped a step up real close to him, and I said to him face-to-face, I said, you want to do yourself a favor? Don't ever spread that filthy rumor again. God gave his job back. By the way, and at that time, what did you look like? What did I look like? Yeah. I was 312 pounds. And, yeah. And, uh, well, let me put it this way. <laughs> now that you brought that up, I didn't see myself this way, but I, I was doing a funeral. Uh-huh. Now, this is years later. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was doing a funeral, and now I'm in the ministry, and one of the people that came to that funeral was a person I worked with way, way back then. Mm-hmm. Now, he was he knew the family that I was doing the funeral for. Yeah. So, now, I didn't have that connection with him, you know, uh-huh. <clears throat> So, but we both knew this person. and So, you just ran into him by happen chance. Exactly. Yep. So as I'm doing the funeral, he shows up. Well, then afterwards, we're sitting at the luncheon, mm-hmm. and him and his wife and myself and my wife, we're all sitting together. And he said to me at that time, he said, it was so weird watching you stand behind a pulpit preaching today because he said, when I worked with you, <laughs> he said, nobody ever could understand what was going to come out, happen next when you were wrong. <laughs> they were just on the edge of their seats. He said, nobody knew if they were going to get slapped in the face. You know, <laughs> you were going to turn on them. You were going to rip their lips off or something. <laughs> he said, everybody was so intimidated by you. Well, you're a big guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I was. And I was ex- extremely in shape at that time. And, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think of that when you say you stepped up and like basically got in this guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> and he he was stating what he thought was like an observable fact. Right. <laughs> like this guy got fired and then you're like, Do you wanna try me again? You probably you probably scared the crap out of him. Yeah, I did, in hindsight, probably, but I didn't think about it at the moment. But I, I was thinking more on a basis of faith. I know. Yeah. Yeah, but so, it paints a picture for people when they understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they they spread out and they let me go, you know, because they didn't want nothing to do with it anymore. Right. And that's the way I lived. Mm-hmm. You know, I everywhere I went, I had to live out my answer to my prayer. Yeah. This went on for months, <clears throat> and I never backed off. Mm-hmm. That was in inside me. It was so fulfilled that I had no doubt. No, you know, God is God. Yeah, you know, if He's going to do something, you just get ready. You know, yeah, and, grace, and you live grace according. Grace And when He says yeah. He's coming back to get a church without spot or wrinkle, and He's going to take that church out of this earth, then He's going to purge this earth. I believe that. Yeah. And I want to live accordingly. So here I am, you know, doing a, a little job for God, and I have to walk it out. Mm-hmm. Now, never never once did it enter my mind that it was ever going to fail. Not not at all. So when, when we say crown in victory, the victory is God's, and we're just living right. through it. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're talking about this, by the way, it... I don't know how you can without bringing up Hebrews, but you've been skirting around it. I feel, I don't know if that's intentional. Like you're going to jump in for like an episode or two and talk about Hebrews, but Hebrews eleven six it says it's impossible to please God without faith. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's the emphasis on what we're doing a podcast for mm-hmm. is to help people learn to get there. Right. You know, it, 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 you want to be pleasing in the sight of God, mm-hmm. but you can't do it unless you have faith in Him. Right. And you're living in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this went on for months, and with all the turmoil that hit the place, it was just wild, just crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. And then one day I'm driving back after months of this. I'm driving back, <coughs> and the Lord gave me confirmation in my spirit. Mm-hmm. This is what he said to me in my spirit. He said, your faith has been on the line long enough that I've worked all circumstances and his job is now filled. He's going, he's back to work. Mm-hmm. And I pulled into that place at that time, right in where I worked. And I jumped out of the vehicle and I looked around and everybody that seen me started going in other directions. Nobody wanted to be around me. And I ran in and I grabbed the phone and I called my wife. And I, as, soon as, she, as soon as she answered the phone, I said, Lynette, God just con- confirmed to me that job's been filled. He's back at work. And I just got confirmation on it. Mm. And I was so excited. I was so excited. And, you know, I couldn't really share with anybody around me because they didn't want to hear it in the first place. Right. But it was only a few days later. And the uh, head office in Excelsior, Minnesota called and made the manager leave for five days. Mm-hmm. And he left for five days. And at that point, they called the dispatcher and they told him to call him back to work. 
And he started to question them about calling him back. And they said, it's none of your business. Just do what you're told. So he called him and told him he had to be, be back to work the next Monday. Mm-hmm. Now, when all that took place, and people wanted to give credit to the Teamsters Union yeah. for his job being reinstated. And I said, no, no, it was God that did this. Mm-hmm. And I said, the Bible says, give glory where glory is due. And I said, if you guys keep this up, I said, I'm going to step down as representing the union because God is the one that did this. And they wouldn't accept that. So I said, all right, I'm stepping down. When they called a special meeting, had a man come up from the Teamsters from Milwaukee. And we had this meeting at uh, Teamsters Hall. And he said, so what's the meeting all about? And I said, well, I'm stepping down as representing these guys because something took place here. And they think the Teamsters has a credit for it. And I said, you don't. And I said, if they won't give God the glory for it, I said, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, that sounds simple enough. He said, "Uh, who's taking your place? And a young guy was sitting next to me. And I said, he is. And he said, well, that's simple enough. He said, let me see a show of hands so the people that want him out. All the hands went up. And he said, now let me see a show of hands that want this guy in. And all the hands went back up. And he said, done deal. We're done with meeting. And then the, uh, the gentleman that got his job back, he was sitting in the back row. And he said, can I ask a question before you close? And he said, sure, go ahead. And he said, how did I get my job back? And the guy had been leaning back in his office chair with his hands folded on his chest. So he sat back up, and he reached over on the desk, and he opened up an envelope with one page letter in it. And this is what it stated. The job job of Carl will be reinstated on such and such a date, and his work record will never show a firing. Hmm. He threw it back down on the desk, leaned back in his chair, put his hands on his chest, and he said, I don't know, but all I know is this. You ought to thank God. Wow. And when that happened, I stood up, turned around, faced the whole bunch, and I said, Amen. And I walked out of the meeting. There was nothing in the physical realm there was any indication of why that man should be back to work. None. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there was no evidence of why he should have that job back. Nobody could put a finger on it. And the manager, when he came back to work, he was ballistic that they called him back to work. Mm -hmm. Everybody walked in total, absolute confusion at that point. Yeah. Do you think without that situation unfolding the way it did, that you would have ever willingly stepped down from your position? No. I don't think I would. Do you think that's part of why it happened the way it did too? So that he could have your whole focus. Well, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, now that's why I'm going to follow up with the next testimony. Mm-hmm. See, because all these took place at the same place. All right? Mm-hmm. So when, when we walk by faith and we put our entirety of our trust in God, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just for us. It's for other people. Right. Uh, you know, you can't. You can't lead if you're not actually a leader. Yeah. And 
that's my point. So we mentioned this before, that the born-again experience is to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said to pray that. Pray yeah. thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When Jesus came, when he was born, the Bible said that unto you a child is born, and his name is going to be the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, mighty God, and the government will be upon his shoulders, yeah. the government of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So when he gets us born again, the same power, that same force, that governing force from the kingdom of heaven goes from Jesus the anointed to whoever steps into that place. Yeah. That same governing force has to be in operation. Mm-hmm. So if we want to see the kingdom reigning and ruling, we have to bring it forth. Yeah. Now, that's what the Bible tells us. And for people to grasp that, mm-hmm. you know, in their minds, they really need their spirit dictating. Now, in the garden, when Adam and Eve were there, before they sinned, mm-hmm. they were in God's image and his likeness. They were literally light beings mm-hmm. in the garden. They didn't even know they were naked. Right. I always like to use the light bulb as an illustration of this. Mm-hmm. The old light bulbs that we used to have with the tungsten in them. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you look at a light bulb, you'd blind yourself <laughs> just staring at it, mm-hmm. right? But when the light goes out, you can literally hold that up to another light and see the tungsten broke in it. Yeah. So you'd know with the, if there was a problem, the, the first place you'd look to see why it's not working would be the light bulb itself. Mm-hmm. I like to say that because Adam and Eve didn't even know they were naked. They were standing in the garden. They were spiritual beings. And then once they sinned, the light went out, boom. Then they looked at yeah. each other and they said, wow, we got to get clothing on. <laughs> right. And they had to make clothing for themselves and everything. And then they hid from God. Mm-hmm. So in the garden, when they failed, the light went out. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, when we, we work our way back to Christ, the Bible says we serve a God that calleth things that are not as though they were, Romans 4, 17. God calleth things that are not as though they were. Were what? Were before sin entered in. Yeah. He wants man and woman to walk as close to him as it got Adam and Eve were in the garden before mm-hmm. they sinned. Yeah. So when God's working at getting people to that point, you have to accept that and do everything in your ability to bless God by doing it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the reason I say that is this, that another incident at that same working place was an individual, that one that took my place, in fact, mm-hmm. he lived his life to destroy me. Mm. For seven years, I worked with him, and he did everything he could to ruin me. He'd lie about things that I said. He'd lie about things that I did. He, he was just out to destroy me. And he lo- totally lost his ability to do anything other than that. For seven years, he could concentrate on nothing except for trying to ruin me. Mm. And, I mean, it was evident to everyone. Strange Nobody's, behavior. Pardon? Strange behavior. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, prior to my c- conversion of getting saved, mm-hmm. him and I were pretty close. You know, he, he looked up to me at that point. Mm-hmm. But then when I got saved, he totally lost his direction, totally. So when he took over trying to ruin me, the the stress on him was terrible. Um, but what happened was God told me one day, <clears throat> and I had to go home and tell my wife this, 
God told me that he was so busy trying to ruin me that he can't get to him. Mm -hmm. He said, you're going to have to quit your job because he's so distracted he can't look to me. He said, I want him saved, but you're going to have to leave. Mm. Now, when I first got saved, you know, within the first month, I had a vision of this man. Down on his knees, hands lifted up toward heaven, a beam of light over him, and him praying in tongues. Hmm. Now, I never shared that with anybody except for my wife. Yeah. Nobody knew I had that vision. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I surely didn't share it with anybody at work. Yeah. I didn't want to get in God's way. Right. So I never breathed a word of it. But every time this man would be in my face screaming and telling me off, I'm thinking, you're going to be saved. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to be a work of God. Mm -hmm. That's all that ever went through my mind when he's attacking me. And I'd, you know, sometimes not deliberately, but he'd be spitting in my face, you know, when mm -hmm. he's screaming so bad. And I'd turn my face a little bit. It's like a, a textbook, hostile work environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I'd, I'd wipe the spit off my face and I'd turn around. When he'd finally quit, you know, I'd say, Dan, I love you like Jesus does. And I'd mm -hmm. walk away. You know, but it went on for seven years. Right. And... You know, lo and behold, I never, you know, sometimes people get impatient, you know. They get impatient with God. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of remarkable because he's God. He's supposed to be in charge. Yeah. Know? And if he wants to take time, that's up to him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Bible tells us with God, one of our days is like a thousand years with him. Yeah, you know. we have a tendency to try to take shortcuts, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think the last time we were together, I mentioned that, you know, people want fast food, and now they're getting mad because it's not fast enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so when when you give God your diligence, you know, he's going to accomplish something, but in his time. Yep. So um, there was a lot of time went by. You know, I'm, I'm from the time I got a vision of this man on his knees praying in tongues until he actually came, I watched eight years pass. Right. And, and when it got to seven years, God told me I had to leave. So I had to go home and tell my wife, God just told me to quit my job for, the, for one person, for one soul, to give up all my wages, all my benefits. She was all. on board with it, though. Well, hesitantly, she said, well, you better do what you have to do. <laughs> you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a hard thing. You know, just bam, just in an incident. You know, you come home and say, I got to leave my job. Yeah. So I did. And uh, the last two weeks I was there, the uh, manager, who had totally transformed with me, you know. Mm -hmm. At one point, that man wanted to fire me for the last thing he ever did in his life. When I give him two-week notice, by then, my life had changed so drastically that he threw a going-away party for me when I did quit. Mm -hmm. And nobody in history of the place ever had that happen. In fact, one of the other buyers was there at that time. He stopped in and you know, they were having a catered food all day long and, you know, mm -hmm. and he came in and he, he was standing with me, the manager and him. And he said to the manager, he said, what is going on? 
He said, I've never seen you nice to anybody that left this place, whether they're fired or just quit on yeah. their own. And he said, you never treated anybody nice. He's talking to the manager. That mm -hmm. And he said, he got tears in his eyes, and he said, him and I have become real close. He ended up living across the street from me. Yeah. Yeah. He He's passed away now. Yeah. But um, when we first moved in, you like went across the street and you spent like hours talking to him. I did, yeah, yep. and it was a good time too. <clears throat> so anyway, when they, we got to that point, and I gave him the two week notice, he followed me around for two weeks, asking mm -hmm. me to what it was. He said, "I'll fix anything it is. You just tell me." I said, "I can't. I can't tell you." And he says, "Let me know. Whatever it is, I'll fix it. I don't want you to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was a hard worker. I, you know, I, I never. You know, once I got saved." I really did my uh, uh, earnest best to give a hundred percent for him. Yeah, and he recognized that, mm -hmm. and in time, it you know it really paid off. So he's following me around, wanting me to tell him I can't, I can't, you know. And the day I left, I went down there to a warehouse and found him, and I stuck my hand out to shake hands with him, and I said. I just want to apologize to you for anything I ever did to offend you. I said, I'm not apologizing for the gospel. I'm not apologizing for preaching Christ. But me personally, if I've offended you, I said, I want to tell you I'm sorry. And he got the gnarliest look on his face, and he slapped my hand away, and then he just turned around and walked off. And that's how I left. Hmm. So a full year after that, I've never let go of this vision that I've seen of him being saved. Mm -hmm. Now, I tell that testimony a lot of times because I want people to understand that faith is something that we don't leave our five senses taking us on a rock, you know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what we see, what we hear, what we feel. It's what God says that's important. You've got to learn to believe God at his word. If he says he's going to accomplish something, he's going to accomplish it. And we don't have any business getting in his way. And now, I'm not going to say that it's hard because it's not hard. But you have to, you have to come to that place of born again. Mm -hmm. All old things have to be passed away, and all things become new. If you're if you're going to be an ambassador for Christ, you have to be one. Mm -hmm. Now you can't do this in your head knowledge. You have to have a heart for it. And you have to be born again, right? Because God is a spiritual God. He He works in the spiritual realm. All right. Now, when this was taking place, I had it in my spirit. That's one of the first people God showed me that he, He's going to save, and He happened to be the biggest thorn in my flesh for the next seven years. Mm. You know, it, it made no connection. You know, to to get a vision that this guy is going to be saved, and this is the biggest thorn I have in my flesh for seven straight years. If there was going to be a distraction to take me off track, that was it right there. But see, I already had the vision, so I couldn't. I couldn't let it take me away. Now, when, it's, when this is going down, even when I left there, there was no indication that there was anything going, except for the fact that God told me I had to get out of the way now so it could happen. Mm-hmm. So one year later, after I quit there, I'm driving down the highway, and I meet him. 
And I had one of my sons with me at that time in the truck. So when I met him on a hill, he's flashing lights and blowing a horn. And I went over the hill and I told my son, I got to pull over. I don't know if he's coming back. And I did, right on a two-lane highway. I pulled over on his shoulder. And here he comes flying over the hill, pulled in behind me. And when, I, when that happened, I got out of the truck. I had told my son to stay there, you know. I got out of the truck and I walked back. And as I'm walking up to him, he gives me no indication anything's ever any better than the last time I seen him. Right. The last time you saw him, to recap, he slapped your hand out of the way and didn't even respond to you when you tried to say goodbye to him. Right. <clears throat> and I tried to apologize. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was not a good sight. <clears throat> and so now he's waving you down on the side of the road. And you don't know what to expect. You don't know if he's going to shoot you <laughs> or I don't. what. No, yeah. I didn't. Right. I had no idea. And he wasn't, the expression on his face had not changed from the last time i seen him, you know. Mm -hmm. So as I'm walking up there, I don't know, maybe I'm glutton for punishment. I stick my hand out to shake hands with him. <laughs> and he bats my hand over. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. You're he, like, I've had it. <laughs> all of a sudden he grabs me and he's embracing me and he starts sobbing on my shoulder. Mm. Hard. Yeah. And. He's rocking me back and forth, and I'm looking at bumpers and headlights, and, <laughs> yeah. and I, I worked him back in between the two trucks, and you know, I said, "What's going on?" And he said, "I know him, I know him like you know him." Wow. And I said, "Are you talking about God?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "I know him like you know him," and he's crying hard. And I said, "Let's get in the truck." So we okay. got up in the truck he was driving, and he started to tell me about his experience. Wow. And he said, now, I'm telling you, if you ever had a feeling like you just want to explode, you know? I mean, yeah. you're, you're so overwhelmed with joy mm -hmm. that you you just want to just blow up and go to heaven, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like that. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the truck with him, and he's sobbing, and he's telling me, I gave my life to Christ. Well, he started telling me how bad his life had gotten, mm -hmm. you know? between the, in his marriage and his children and everything in yep. the job all of it mm -hmm. <clears throat> it caved in so bad and he said i went down in my basement and he said i got a bible out we have a desk down there and i got out the bible and i was reading it and he said i started reading the second chapter of acts mm -hmm. where the holy spirit got poured out and god started his church and he's reading it and he said to me he says, as I'm reading that, and it's talking about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, he said, I turned from the desk, dropped down on my knees on the floor, and I threw my hands up and I said, God, is that what you want me to have, what he kept telling me about? You want me to have what he kept telling me? I'm talking about me mm -hmm. telling him all the time about the Holy Spirit. And he said, as he was sobbing and saying that to God, all of a sudden he realized tongues was rolling out of him. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit in his basement. Wow. Nobody else around, just him and God. Mm -hmm. And he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. When you live for God and you live by faith, miracles can take place. Mm -hmm. And God just looks for us to be an instrument to work through. Right. And that's why I'm telling these stories tonight. You know, when we're crowned in victory, the victory is God's and we're walking it out. Mm -hmm. You know, the power the victory that God won on this earth over the powers of hell 
when Jesus went to the cross, Satan thought he had won. Mm -hmm. He destroyed him on that cross. Only to find out that when they put him in a tomb, he left there. And the Bible says he went into the depths of the earth. He went into hell, the lower channels of the earth. Mm -hmm. He went in there and brought captivity back with him. The people that could be saved from the Old Testament, he went back and brought those people back with him. The Bible says there was approximately 500 people witnessed with him in his resurrection. And he went back and got those people. But the Bible says that that's when he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave away from Satan. Mm -hmm. And he brought them back with him. Wow, when he did that, he brought all the victory to those that will come and live in him and with him. Praise God. And those are two of the most powerful uh, experiences I had since I've been living for God. There's many more, but those for a beginner, just yeah. stepping out in Christ to take two things that you have no control of, no, you're, you're, there's nothing you can do to make mm -hmm. these things happen. All you can do is walk it out and yeah. be there to declare it. Mm -hmm. So you look like a total lunatic, lun yeah, lunatic yeah. in front of all the people mm -hmm. around you. But you do it. You just do it because yeah. God said do it. And the results are tremendous, you know. Because you're not, the, that's the thing, is you're not the one that's responsible for, for fulfilling it. No. You're only called to the obedience. Exactly. And as long as you're obedient, you get to just lay back and relax while he does mm -hmm. the rest. I think that's the part that people can't do or have trouble with is the relinquishing control and just letting him do it. Now, I'm going to now that you said that, I'm going to add this in mm -hmm. that the reason I could was because of the, the thorough way I came to him. Yeah. All right. I wasn't standing there reciting a sinner's prayer. Mm -hmm. I was pouring my guts out before God. Yeah. I was in a repentant state yep. that I didn't want to be me no more. Yeah. I wanted to be in him yep. more than anything else. I would have rather took my last breath and never came back than to come back without being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It, that's how desperate I was at that time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, the Bible makes it very clear that for us to be a part of him, we have to be born again. Yeah. And that means all old things are passed away. In mm -hmm. all things, not some of them, but few of them, all things become brand new in him. Mm -hmm. And that's where we got to help people get, where you surrender your entirety of who you are yeah. for the identity of him. And it, it, the reward is tremendous. I mean, we've got a new place in heaven we're waiting for. Mm -hmm. But while we're here on this earth, that's also the reward of living entirety in him. We have the victory in him. And the victory can be won by anybody. You know, mm -hmm. All you have to do is walk in it because he already did it. And when he went, was able to go back into the depths of hell and get back all those people that, uh, you know, he, that were considered saved from mm -hmm. the Old Testament. Now, you've got to remember this, that in the Old Testament, the only way people were saved is total obedience. Mm -hmm. If God said, do this, they did it, or they died. Okay? Yeah. With us in the new covenant, the new blood covenant, we have the opportunity to have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Those people didn't have that. Mm. So we got to, we, um, 
we got the blessing of having an earnest payment on us that God puts down. Yeah. That we, we have that unction on the inside of us if we do it pri- properly, mm-hmm. right? And then when, once that inspiration gets on the inside, we've, we've got an edge that other people don't have in the Old Testament. Now, when it says that God brought approximately 500 back, mm-hmm. I like to say this because I want people to have a clear understanding. If you go from the days of Noah to the days of Christ, there's multitudes and multitudes and multitudes of people yeah. that came and left, all right? Mm-hmm. But if there's only 500 came back with him, that's not good odds. No. All right? Now, now God is God. That's the thing that I, I've got to emphasize to people. You either come to the place where he's God He's God, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Not your property, not your home, not your car, not your spouse, not anybody. Not you know. your pride. No, it's got to be him, mm-hmm. him first, and then all things fall into line. Yep. But no other God before him. That's the first commandment. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we we look at him and we put our trust in him, it's got to be 100%. Yeah. It's not like you're losing anything because you gain by every bit of it. Yeah. All right. You you gain in peace. You gain in strength. You gain in joy. <laughs> Everything you mm-hmm. want is wrapped up in there. Yeah. All right. But you know, if if you look at that, and then you look at the days of Noah when God had to purge the earth because of sin, and and if you read the Bible and Peter, it tells us that we're going to be living in a day as it was in the days of Noah. Yeah. And what did God see in the days of Noah? He seen that man was wicked and evil in every thought and imagination, and he said violence was upon the face of the earth. Everywhere mm-hmm. you looked, violence was happening. What do you see today? Same thing. Yeah. Violence everywhere. Everywhere. Violence is going on. Mm-hmm. We're in that day. But, you know, in the days of Noah, how many got saved when God had to purge the earth? Eight people. Mm-hmm. When Sodom and Gomorrah had to be destroyed because of the wickedness and the sin. How many people got saved? Eight. Mm-hmm. All family. That's the only righteous God could find in both yeah. situations. So what, I only say that because if people want to think that God's so, you know, accepting to everything nowadays, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. He's looking for a people that will be surrendered to him mm-hmm. and that he can actually work through yeah. and live through. So I give those testimonies because there's nothing in the flesh and blood that can make those things happen. It was only trust and faith. And God said, I'm going to do this. Just make it be known. We'll continue next week. God bless you all. And I appreciate you following us.